Welcome to the BCI's Business Continuity Awareness Week podcast 2021. My name is Rena Singh from the Resilience Pod podcast and I will be your host in this series as we explore this year's theme, Business Continuity Starts With You. I'll be talking to some of the most experienced professionals in the industry, discussing the importance of raising internal awareness, some challenges, as well as some tips, methods, and techniques we can all take away. Today, we're digging very deep into this year's theme with my next guest, who has over eight years of experience in the areas of business resilience, continuity, and environmental sustainability across the Middle East and Canada. She has also worked across multiple industries to develop comprehensive business continuity, emergency, and crisis management programs. She has a keen interest in developing resilience and I know her very well because she's also a fellow Women in Resilience Committee member taking the lead on spotlighting all the amazing uh, females in our industry. So without further ado, please welcome Harshita Mathur. Hi Harshita, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Reina. That was a fabulous introduction. You are welcome. We're going to dig very deep into this year's theme and I'm really excited. I'm just going to go straight into the first question because I'm really excited to ask you this. What does this year's theme, Business Continuity Start With with You, mean to you? So I would say that Business Continuity Starts With You focuses on the impact that one individual can have. People drive the nature of an organization and, uh, and really are at the heart and soul of how an organization operates. And we often underestimate the impact that one individual can have. Um, I think from a business continuity lens, you know, we've got business continuity champions that are advocating for BC across an organization and specifically within their departments. Um, but it's also important to realize that business continuity is a shared responsibility uh, for everybody, even those outside of the resilience field. Um, so one thing I would I would also want to focus on is that business continuity starts with you can focus on an individual when it comes to personal resilience as well. That's really interesting that you say that because we we often forget that. So and you mentioned personal resilience. How is this important in the context of business resilience? Well, I would say that um, uh, when we think about resilience as a concept, we're often thinking about adapting to adversity, change crises, any kind of situation that can be perceived as challenging and being able to find ways to overcome this. So I think when we're talking about personal resilience, there's lots of different components of it. And I think the one that's uh, often left behind or maybe not considered enough is psychological resilience, which focuses more on the mental health side of resilience. We noticed quite a few different areas within psychological resilience that are quite important and would contribute in the end to business resilience as well. Um, some of which are things such as optimism and mindfulness uh, to kind of be a little bit more mindful in your actions can help uh, create a healthier mind and actually facilitate problem solving. Um, I know often right now, especially given we're working in a remote environment, um, you've got multiple projects that you're working on. Sometimes it can be a little hard to concentrate on so many different things because your working environment is not changing too much. Um, and things like mindfulness and even concepts such as meditation can help you focus your mind and and that actually helps enhance um, uh, like productivity overall. Things um, also such as practicing gratitude and compassion can help foster that kind of positive mindset, um, enhancing personal resilience. And I would say the last 
um, topic within psychological resilience that I find quite important is um, is also your physical well-being. You know, we've all heard how exercising releases endorphins, it can elevate your mood, and that does actually make a huge impact on uh, on one's productivity, whether it's just taking a quick walk, whether it's dancing around, doing some kind of high-intensity workout, or even like a, a Zen yoga flow, for example. Um, it's it's different for each individual, and you really need to find what works for you. So I think that the the impact of this kind of these kinds of components of of personal and psychological resilience can help um, organizations be more resilient as a whole in terms of their workforce. I often think about um, the airplane analogy. I mean, it's been a very long time since I've been on an airplane, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you're thinking about when you're on an airplane and if and when an oxygen mask is released, they often emphasize that you must put your own mask on before helping others. Right that this is really important when it comes to resilience of an organization. And the onus does fall on the employer as well, making sure that they provide platforms and, um, and the necessary tools, I would say, for employees to be able to focus on their well-being and, um, and, and help enhance their organizational performance overall. Mm, so so insightful and something we all forget so much we just go straight into like doing the work and don't forget that what about our own personal resilience I really like this take that you have on it and I want to dig a little bit deeper into that and ask you then how would you recommend then we go about raising internal awareness on personal resilience in our to our staff that's a great question <laughs> When it comes to talking about psychological and personal resilience, um, we need to normalize that. We often think about mental health as an afterthought once there's something that's impacting somebody. And I know in a lot of cultures and a lot of environments, there's even a stigma around mental health. COVID has really brought um, mental health to the forefront and, and that's where it should be. Uh, we need to normalize talking about it and uh, to quote psychiatrist Daniel Siegel, um, we need to name it, to tame it. A lot of things that are impacting people on a regular basis, and unless we start naming those emotions and what we're feeling, we're not going to be able to come up with strategies to better enhance our personal resilience. I would say some organizations can also help facilitate that process by creating safe spaces for open discussions. I would recommend are partnering with mental health professionals. A lot of organizations have started to do that this year particularly, and, uh, and create a safe space for employees to be able to tap into their mental health side and understand how they're feeling, being able to just kind of, you know, talk through that process with a mental health professional makes a huge difference. Similarly, I would also say that creating platforms for further education in this area, there's so many things that are available to people, like different helpful resources. Um, one particular course that I actually took was a course called Resilient Skills in a Time of Uncertainty. Um, and that, I found that quite fascinating. There were so many concepts that we've briefly touched upon today, um, such as optimism, mindfulness, practicing gratitude. And, uh, and I was able to understand how best to integrate those into my day to day, which I did think was, uh, was making a huge impact on my mental health in a positive way. So I think, um, I think those are some key things that organizations can do to raise awareness on these sorts of personal resilience components. Um, and the last thing that I would also say in this area is being able to create an inclusive atmosphere when it comes to encouraging physical activity. Quite stuck in our, 
you know, and on our computers and on our desks and not really like moving around too much, especially given the, the remote working environments a lot of us are working in now. Um, and I know for me, for a fact, I've definitely been experiencing a lack of activity. Um, so it would really help me if, uh, if there were strategies such as potentially maybe creating a step challenge or any health and fitness professionals within my organization that could provide online workouts so, sorts of initiatives as well, I think are quite, quite helpful. Yeah, so insightful, Harshita. And you know what, when we think about business continuity and resilience, we're very just most much focused on the, the process side, but resilience wider is all these other things that you've mentioned. And if we look at our own organizations that we're in, there's probably these things there anyway. It's just we haven't linked the two together. So some more food for thought there. And you mentioned um, about the pandemic. And I just want to touch on that because, you know, it's had an impact on personal and business resilience. What what sort of impact would you describe it to have had? Well, I would definitely say that um, if anything, it's definitely highlighted the importance of resilience, both yeah. personal and uh, and business resilience. From the personal side, I would say that you know everyone's mental health has definitely been impacted. Their resilience has definitely been tested, um, and it's taken a toll on everyone. So I find that, you know, with our working remotely kind of situation and, and, and less interactions, human interactions with our friends and family, um, that impacts our support system, which is a key part of who we are. Um, and I also found that, you know, dealing with things that are naturally challenging in, in life, like such as loss, um, all of those sorts of processes become so much harder in a pandemic world. It's challenging for people to go through the stages of grief, for example. Um, so I think from a personal element, it's the pandemic has had a, a huge impact. And from a business uh, resilience component, I would say it's jolted operations. So many industries are, are impacted and have had to refer to their business continuity plans and strategies. Um, and we've obviously read quite a lot about how in institutions that have had these, uh, these plans in place have managed to kind of utilize some of the strategies that they've put together. But the ones that have been impacted probably more so are the ones that didn't have these um, these plans in place. It's really it's really impacted everyone, and especially tried to rework policies um, and the style of working that that organisations are adopting now. So so true, really insightful there. Now tell me, Harshita, what can individuals do on a micro and personal level to contribute to to raising this awareness of a personal resilience and business continuity awareness? Um, I would say that uh, with business continuity, we typically do tend to use um, recent incidents as case studies. It's a tactic of ours to be able to learn from, from the lessons that we've kind of come put, uh, put together with an incident. Um, so I would say that that's what people should be doing right now, potentially looking at what we've experienced so far in this pandemic as a case study. How have uh, organizations coped? How have individuals coped? And, um, and use sort of this almost information gathering sessions, I would say, um, to raise awareness. Um, I would say we should facilitate discussions with key stakeholders, um, maybe look at some previously established strategies that have come in handy, or even new strategies that we've come up with on the spot during this, uh, this incident and just basically speak up and share, um, share our experiences. Even individuals outside the resilience field are, are there are a wealth of knowledge and there's so many, so many things that we can tap into to be able to learn from one another. 
Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? It's actually like using the things that have actually happened that's relevant to our organisation to do that training and awareness. And people forget to do that <laughs> so much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whilst it's like an obvious tip that you've given us, how many of us, so how many of you guys that are listening have actually done that? Um, or you think, oh, yeah. Maybe I should go away and do that. So really uh, food for thought, uh, food for thought there on that and like kind of moving on from that then, what are some of the key themes you believe are relevant in embedding a BC culture? Um, I would say the first one is, and we've we've talked about this a lot in our, our business continuity resilience sort of bubble, um, mm. in alignment with organizational priorities. I think that this is absolutely key because every organization has their own way of running things, their own goals and priorities and things that they're trying to achieve. Um, mm. So being able to align business continuity with what the organizational's goals are um, is absolutely key. And, and one important element of this is also reevaluating those, uh, those priorities periodically. Um, things change. I mean, it's uh, we've, we've obviously been quite familiar with change given the past, uh, past year yeah. that we've had. But it's um it's important to just kind of tap in and see what what are the organizational priorities right now and how can we instill business continuity within that. Mm. Um, simply like building resilience into existing processes as well is quite important. Um, taking a quick look at you know what does my organization do? How do they run? What works for them? What doesn't work for them? Um, how can we then incorporate that things that are successful into our business continuity strategy? and help contribute to a business continuity culture. It's, it's all about integration and collaboration, I would say. Mm. Um, lastly, actually, there's yeah one more concept I would say is, yep. is key, which we've discussed quite a lot as well, is leadership support. Mm. Um, being able to kind of tap into and get the support that you need from senior leadership within an organization is absolutely critical. And um, you know, with the incidents that have happened across the world recently, it's, it's pivotal for leadership to develop strategies with a global mindset and think collaboratively um, with things in mind, such as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Adopting these really, really important principles into the strategy of an organization helps promote a diverse workforce, which could then in turn uh, promote diverse mindsets and strategies, which enhances resilience overall. So I would say all of these, um, these key areas are important in um, in embedding business continuity within an organization. Wow, some on fire tips there, Hershita. So, so important. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I love the bit that you say about the senior leadership because actually you need that. It's so pivotal. And following on from that, then, what in your mind and what can senior leadership teams do to instill a stronger BC mindset within an organization because it is a challenge and you know in this pandemic there's people who have been like no I don't want to BCM's not important so so what can be done from that aspect well I would say senior leadership should definitely lead by example um if they're just sort of quite removed from the situation it's quite hard to take them seriously and truly believe that they're they're trying to instill business continuity within an organization participating actively in exercises and working with both resilience uh, professionals as well as people outside of the field 
um, would, would be one of the key things that I think that they could do. Um, as well as providing training opportunities. Um, there's so many people across an organization, and I've come across this for sure, who are interested in resilience but may not have the background or the know-how um, or any kind of technical knowledge. And being able to kind of simplify business continuity technical terms and, uh, and training opportunities and providing that empowering individuals to make decisions, I think is absolutely key. It's, uh, it's really important from, from a leadership perspective. Indeed. So any senior leaders out there who are listening to us, have you been doing these things? And if you have, share some of your tips with us uh, because we'd also like to know. So really interesting and valid point there, Harshita. Um, finally, uh, we're coming to kind of an end. One thing I really would love to ask you is what advice would you give to professionals within and outside of the resilience field to help contribute to business continuity? Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> it's quite full on. Say, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say within the field, uh, professionals within the business continuity and resilience fields, uh, leverage the expertise of those around you. There are always more opportunities to create awareness and embed business continuity practices within an organization. Um, one of the classic challenges we all face, and this is probably renowned across all uh, all disciplines, is it's not helpful to work in silo. Uh, we've always got these different silos and we're trying to wonder why things aren't integrating smoothly. So we need to focus on being able to integrate and collaborate with colleagues and adopt the mentality that you can learn from anyone at any time. It's, it's critical, I would say. Um, and then for professionals that are outside of the resilience field, I mean, the advice would be get involved. Um, business continuity is not just for those who are in the field, um, but everyone within an organization. I, I can say without a doubt that everybody that's had to adapt to this pandemic has been involved in some business continuity in some way, shape or form. So just kind of bearing that in mind, you should tap into the theme that business continuity really does start with you. And you can help even if it's just asking for advice or sharing an experience that can help build that resilience. Wow. When you've been saying all this, I've just been smiling and like nodding away if you can't <laughs> see me because that is so true. And I just absolutely love everything you've said. And I know our listeners are going to find this so valuable. So thank you so much for for kind of digging very deep into this year's theme because it's really insightful and it's a really great thing to, to hear from you. Before we close off, um, any final words to our listeners? Um, I would say that um, uh, business resilience and personal resilience are completely intertwined. Um, focus on your personal resilience. It's just as important as productivity at work and it, and it helps you with your productivity at work. Um, so maybe spend a little bit more time focusing on that. Um, and then I guess the last point that we just discussed is business continuity starts with you. So whether you're in the field, not in the field, interested in the field, don't know much about the field it is for you as well so find out get involved and uh and reach out love it thank you so much Harshita, for sharing your insights it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much you are very welcome and guys thank you all for tuning in and listening to this business continuity institute's abc 
Awareness Week podcast with me, your host, Rina Singh, and our guest, Harshita Mathur. We hope you enjoyed it. To learn more about Business Continuity Awareness Week, head over to thebci.org forward slash BCAW 2021 and follow us on social media. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.